Hello and welcome to another Substance on Substance. My name is Phil Graham, partner at Harneys and head of the economic substance analysis here. Joined again by uh, Josh Mongeau, one of our true experts in this area. Thanks for coming, Josh. Thanks, Ken. Just wanted to talk very quickly uh, about um, something that went through in the BVI on the 18th of July. It was the first reading in the House um, of the enabling legislation for bringing in the code. We know this is an enormously hot topic out there. Um, we have we have a large number of clients who are asking us when the finalised codes will be available. And um, we, we, we thank you for your patience. Um, we absolutely accept the, the levels of frustration um, that are there at the moment, especially as the, the, the first financial period has now commenced for every single entity. Um, the, the, the interesting point, I think, that, that we're being asked as a follow-up to that, A, the process for getting the code in in place and b if a client is in technical breach um, at this point in time um, what should they be doing about it to deal with the first point um, the way the process will work they have had the first reading on the 18th of july they will then need to do a second and third reading um, that will be done in the house they're aiming to try and do that before um, the end of this month once that enabling legislation comes into place, the code will then be published and the code will then be finalised. We are all free to uh, to use it accordingly. So we're very hopeful that will be in place at some point, maybe in the first week of August. Um, but we'll obviously give you an update as soon as we have it. The second point, Josh, um, I mean, clients may technically be in breach right now. They, they, they Their first financial period has started. They might or may or may not be doing some level of um, activity that requires them to have substance. And they would say, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to have um, because the code isn't finalised. What what would be your response to that? That's right. Um, and as, as you say, we, we totally appreciate the uh, the uncertainty that faces some clients. Um, it's a it's a balancing act, I think. Um, on, on the one hand, the ITA has said that they're going to take a pragmatic approach um, to enforcement in the first period because they recognise the timing difficulties, they recognise the legal uncertainty that people are facing and provided that clients and companies can show that they've they've made some efforts to comply and haven't simply sat back you know, on their hands and, and, and done nothing, that they will, that they will take a, a sensible approach to that. So that's the good news. The, the bad news is, as, as you say, the, the first financial period for compliance purposes has started for every BVI company and, and relevant limited partnership. Um, and the, the, the approach that we're taking to this with, with clients who are asking about this is that we have the primary legislation, we have the draft code from the 22nd of April. So we have the answers to a lot of questions. And we also have a good sense um, of, of where the final code is, is likely to come out just from, from, from speaking to the teams involved in, in that process. So this process from classifying your entities' activities through to determining how you're affected and putting in place compliance or reorganisation strategies takes some time. Uh, we're recommending that everybody starts the classification process if they haven't already. Some people are already well down that road. Uh, essentially, what you have to do is first identify, does your entity have any relevant activity? If it doesn't, you can stop there. If it does, then look at its tax status to determine whether or not it's non-resident. Um, again, non-residents don't have to comply with all of the economic substance requirements. And then the third step is if you do have a relevant activity and you're not a non-resident, then you need to look at compliance and other reorganisation options and making changes to, to the structure. That process takes time to complete. So as I say, we're recommending that people re reach out to us now, speak, speak to your lawyer or other advisors and um, start that process. 
there are lots of options out there, um, including the online solution, obviously, which is a cost-effective way of doing the initial part of that exercise. And then also recommendation to clients is to monitor the situation going forward. If you're making changes to your business over the next year, look at look at those changes before you before you leap. The other um, news coming out of the ITA and and that that draft legislation that that you refer to, Phil, is that nil returns will be required for all relevant legal entities for these purposes. What that means in practice is that in 2020, you're going to have to say whether or not the entity had a relevant activity and if it did, what relevant activity that was. That does mean that this classification exercise is particularly important um, for entities that want to claim non-resident status. They will also need to be looking at producing evidence to back up that claim for the entire financial period. So that requires speaking also to tax advisors, tax professionals to, to look at what that evidence is going to be. And then also, if you're a relevant, relevant activity um, entity that's not a pure equity holding entity, those ones are more simple, then you're going to need to be looking at the, the, the full reporting obligations that will apply in 2020 to start to think about how you're going to produce that information when the reporting deadlines fall due. So there's a fair bit to do, um, but we do have a lot of tools to hand to start that process for clients. That's very helpful indeed. I mean, the, the, the point that we'll come on to definitely in a later uh, broadcast is around tax residency. I know you're particularly keen to, to, to get into that. Um, clients are rightly asking, well, I might well be tax resident elsewhere, but what do I have to provide to demonstrate that, that I am tax resident? We don't have an answer for that. No one has an answer for that at the moment. Um, the ITA hasn't clarified that point. Um, as, as, as soon as we do, um, we will come back to you. And as I say, we'll do a specific uh, broadcast on that very point as soon as we have further information. But for now, thanks very much for listening. Thanks. Thanks.